Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers! We are back, baby. We are back. And happy New Year! What a great year it's going to be, especially this next month and a half as the Lions march towards the Super Bowl. We have a lot to talk about on this podcast as the Lions head to week 18 of the NFL season with the NFC North Championship in hand. They already got the banner up in the practice facility. Uh, they did not waste any time with that one. We'll get to all that in a moment before we do. Let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. We got Bob. Hello, everybody. Connor. Hello. And Red Dog. Yo. And of course, our producer, Kit J, sitting off to the side there. So thank you, everybody, for joining this podcast tonight. And we are just super pumped for the last week of the season. The Lions have an outside chance in the playoffs. We'll get to the playoff scenarios in a moment. But before we do, uh, I want to, you know, me and Red Dog, only, able, only ones able, oh no, and, you, and uh, UJ, we're able to hop on to kind of talk about the, uh, the last play of that Cowboys game of Bob and Connor, we did not get your thoughts yet, I, so I wanted to give you I a was, chance. I was on that pod with you, but... Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad I, yeah. glad I gave such a memorable performance. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Connor. Thank my you, God. Bob, team. Bob, please. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, wow. the whole thing was bullshit. The Lions got screwed again by the refs, uh, and then they sent out an explanation about how to report, and in it, they, they showed... Decker uh, reporting correctly, and uh, you know, yeah, I love people more confused. Apparently, this video that they <laughs> yeah. sent out, yeah. But the NFL's just—they're just doubling down on everything. They're just—it's just, bullshit. So yeah, they they sent out this video. And they showed uh, who was it? Skipper reporting earlier in the game. Yeah, and the then, first uh, one. Yeah. Then they showed later in the game, but uh, like him doing the same arm motion. But what I think what left people confused is like the ref apparently doesn't have the signal like uh like that they received your message like it's just very confusing like all right so yeah. you're telling us how we're supposed to signal but you didn't tell us how they like and they it, and they demonstrate they how you, you you have to speak it and like point to yourself yeah and and skipper didn't do that in the second one, but he counted them in though but i think so. i think from now on he had to like dance and like uh and like you know like ooh, like go around the circle like or some sort of weird funky dance or maybe the stanky leg will be like a signal like i'm reporting yeah. eligible yeah. i don't know weird yeah it, it's, it's almost like they they knew what they had to do to screw us and so he was just, he knew what he had to do already as soon as he realized what they were doing he's like okay 70s eligible that way it screws up the whole play i just yeah. want to throw out there too that play design showed a lot there was a ton of thought a ton of like the way the Lions executed it was perfect. It was botched by the referee. Um, like just all the little things, like having Skipper report throughout the game, um, and leveraging that to make him fall asleep. Uh, knowing like have Decker subtly walk over there and then him come in at the last second. I don't know. It just it was really well thought out. It shows that these coaches and Dan Campbell, um, think through everything extremely thoroughly. Uh, so yeah. 
And if you've seen the press conferences, Campbell is what do you call it? Controlled fury, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Hutch, I think, went on a Monterey and Brown's podcast and like uh, also said, like, this is going to light a fire under them for the rest of the season as well. Because if the Lions win, they're going to have to go back to Dallas again, uh, presumably. Yeah. But they'll be up for it, I'm sure, man. And I yeah. think it's the, the first time I've seen Campbell like react to a rep thing. You know, usually he's pretty quiet about it. But yeah, uh, he was livid in the press conference. You never see him that angry. Yeah. No. I mean, so. they, they botched it. There's no if fans are butts about it. Botched it and then lied. It's nice yeah. to see the media completely united behind the Lions for once. Though. Yeah, I know. Everyone. Like I even saw hold on, not all the media, like, not completely united. Because okay. then you got Schefter saying, "Oh, the tripping call was wrong." Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he's just a got a shill for the NFL. Yeah, I'm talking about the real media. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I saw a bunch of power rankings that were like, "Oh, sorry, Lions fans, we're still going to put you above the Cowboys because we won in our hearts." Like uh, CBS <laughs> did that or something. I was like, "Let's go." I love it. Yeah, Adam Schefter is a tool. He's always been a tool of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw the billboards that people were putting up in Detroit. Uh, it said that he he reported. To, oh, yeah. I did see Decker's that. sign on there. Uh, I saw like a jersey. Uh, 68 eligible was the last name. So the Lions yet again embroiled another refereeing controversy. They seem to really top it. In the league, just like with some, some really bizarre rule, you got the Calvin Johnson rule, the batting out of the ball, Pettigrew, pass interference. Um, yeah, and the I'll good news about this one is the Lions can get their revenge on, yes, season, exactly. So. It did not end their season, yeah. Can you imagine if this ended the season though? How, oh my god, like, like, you can't you can't let this happen. Apparently, well, we already went over in the last pod, but yeah, this, that would have been tar- referee terrible. Allen, another referee that'll be in burned in our uh. And, and and he'll get he's minorly punished. He doesn't get to ref the playoff game. He's not fired though. So. Yeah, and I think he gets a primetime game to end the season too. Yeah, the Steelers. Game. Look, yeah. Luckily, this just works to show us just how much better we have to play to avoid this nonsense. Uh, right. We didn't really need that lesson, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, enough, I think... we did enough to win the game. I I don't think we have to beat every team I by mean, thirty. But we what... we're gonna have to do it by more than one play. Well, and, okay. and and one last thing on um on the in this in terms of just the NFL and how stupid they go like so the players they love to repeat like I don't want to say anything I'm gonna get fined like they get fined for the smallest little thing but these refs can go and say like oh these players are wrong I'm doing it right and they don't get fined even though they did it wrong like they get demotion yippee like they still repping I don't know it doesn't Probably. seem very equal equitable. It's probably because they have too much dirty laundry on the NFL, so they kind of, you know, handle them a little bit with kid gloves. If they're after all, they're just probably carrying out their orders from the top anyway. Maybe. Right, uh, wait, and, and, and then Bob, Jim uh, Campbell have kicked it from the seven yard line. Um. Yeah. Sure. He was <laughs> aggressive, man. Let's go for it. That's his style, you know. I mean, I, I don't like it a lot of times when he does it. But a lot of times I do because it make it, you know, and this stuff. So that's Dan Riverboat Dan or whatever. Not, that's not Dan Gambler, whatever they call him. He does gamble a lot. <laughs> that's part of the style gamble, of this gamble. team. So gamble, gamble, so, gamble. So, gamble. I probably would have kicked it myself, but I I gotta ride with the Campbell. 
on this. All right. I'm with you, so, Bob. Like, I, all this woulda, shoulda, coulda nonsense, you don't know what happens if he kicks it. it, it he went for it. It should have went against us that time. You know, we love it when he gets it. You got to yeah. – sometimes it don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It was reckless to do it from the seven. Uh, that's just fact. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not agree with that necessarily either, as we discussed. But um, and he went on ninety-seven-one, and yeah, just say it. Yeah, yeah, just, just say, say it. what you want to say. It's the radio, and he's like, "All right, fine, that was reckless." And he's like, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish they'd have thrown it to somebody else though, but a, a better throw could have possibly completed that play. But yeah, throw it would have been close. He still might have missed it, but it would have been close. I think he's a big guy; he could have fallen in on it. Um. But from the seven, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, anyways, kind of focusing back to this week and some other news. Uh, before we get into the game aspect, there is an announcement today of Pro Bowl people. So the Pro Bowlers, Sam Laporta, the rookie, getting in. Panay Sewell, yeah. his second already. Uh, and now his fifth. That, uh, as our producer noted, that makes his fifth-year option worth a little more to the salary cap and to Sewell, um, which is interesting. Uh, we're not used to that, so I did not. I was not aware of that rule. <laughs> um, <laughs> Frank Ragnow again, beast. Aiden Hutchinson, of course, and then Jalen Reeves Maven. I yeah. love the Jalen Reeves Maven. Yeah, he's had a great year. Well he's had a great year. Yeah, and um, uh, ex Lion Matthew Stafford also made it, but uh... yeah, <laughs> might, we might be seeing him more in a week. Yeah, might be seeing him more. He's sitting out his game. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that momentarily. And we have a bunch of alternates, so we could have another starter, you know, if somebody oh, yeah. drops out. So Yeah, anybody you thought gets snubbed? Like I don't well, know. Well, I'm hoping that... no one plays Saint in the Brown, Pro Bowl for us. This I was year. a little disappointed, but I was gonna say Amon Rossi Brown not in the Pro Bowl, like in it, at least initially here. I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, I agree. That is On a bit of a snub there. I mean, the nice thing is it's not gonna matter because we ain't gonna be playing any of our guys in it anyway. All the other alternates will. I still like getting the designation for the Lions, though. Yeah, I'd rather have it than not. So, I mean, it matters to those guys, too, a little bit. Um, I guess a little, a little a little, extra fire for him in the playoffs, huh? Show him that he should have been a pro yeah. bowler, maybe. It was nice to I see. I mean, he counted all the guys drafted ahead of him, so. <laughs> what was that, Connor? I was just going to say, it was nice to see the Packers have zero pro bowlers. Had like four oh, players, really? So. That's <laughs> yeah, they had, they had no starters. That's wow. awesome. Even the Bears got two. Yeah, the Bears got Mont- two. Montez Sweat and uh, that DJ cornerback. Moore, right? Or no, the cornerback. No, uh, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Oh, Jalen Johnson. Oh. Hmm. Free agent next year. Um, all right. So that's the Pro Bowl aspect of things. Uh, and yes, as I mentioned, division banners hanging in the practice facility already. <laughs> Gotta love that. Uh, wasting no time. And then uh, getting into this week. So. The injury report's really interesting. Uh, Taylor Decker, Jamison Williams, and Brock Wright, um, no practice. James Houston, uh, as Rudd Dog mentioned before we hopped on here, he's tackling a practice dummy, so he's almost getting up to real humans. Uh, Hitting a hack sled, actually. Oh, okay, hack sled, too. Um, Sam Laporta, uh, limited with an ankle injury, and Ali McNeil is back at practice uh, in a limited capacity. As a result of that, the Lions had to make a couple cuts. Bugs is gone now, um, which is just a bummer. Uh, Campbell didn't really explain too much why they released yeah. him. I mean, besides to make room 
for some guys on the roster. But... He was up and down, and I know he was upset about like not making some games because he was playing cheap. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, there was clearly some drama there with him. Um, and then uh, Bruce Irvin, you know the the savior of the pass rush, uh, is no longer here after a seven weeks. A little surprising. Yeah, there yeah. seemed to be like a mutual parting away, so I'm not sure what happened there. Exactly. I thought that was always going to be like three games for him when he was done. Yeah, the, the Lions oh, really? were strategic about their bring like bringing him up from the practice squad. Uh, yeah, you can only do it three weeks. times before he has to be a yeah. full roster. Maybe they're yeah. just like having him be about like a plug and play guy till Houston came back, uh, but he's not coming back. So, uh, yeah, maybe well, who's not coming know. back? Houston's coming back. Maybe we don't know that for sure. Not for this game. Not for this. Oh, game. I'm not talking about this. Who knows game. about the the first playoff game? Well, they're clearly uh, re- maneuvering their roster for the playoffs at this point. Well, right. Yes, obviously. And the fact that he's still there suggests he's probably coming back. And the fact that he is practicing. So I don't know why you're being so negative about this. See, negative about what? What I mean, Houston coming back. Not he's not coming about back. Him. I'm just stating the facts. He, is, he's he just said he wasn't coming this week. Just, but yeah, yeah, well, not playing the Vikings game. I don't know if you missed that report, Red Dog. I wasn't talking about the Vikings game. But that's all right. You can go on. Okay. Yeah. Stop right. being so negative, Red Dog. Yeah. I'm not the negative one. You're the negative one. I'm saying he's coming back. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't coming. Nobody back. said he wasn't. <laughs> you're, you're battling with yourself, Red Dog. I don't know what's, what you're talking about here. As we do. <laughs> all right. So. Um, and the, the interesting part about this week, too, for the Lions, is that they are planning to play everybody. Do you think they, first of all, do we think they play them for the whole game, or is it like a half or something like that? No. I think it's like the Packers did to us a few years ago, where they kind of pulled everyone off at halftime. It's kind of my thoughts. It could be. Or I they don't might, know. I want to see what's going on, because uh, th- th- it kind of goes hand in hand with the half? playoff scenarios. So the Lions can still get the two seed, but Dallas needs to lose to Washington and Philly. Uh, I need to check again who they're playing. Philly could lose to anybody the way they're playing these days. Uh, yeah, they're they're oh the Giants. They're playing the Giants. Um, so two, what do you Upsets think are inferior recorded. opponents? Uh, but yeah, Philly lost to Arizona last week, and Arizona looked like the way better team actually. Um, and they look horrible. Uh, so the Lions need both of them to lose. Uh, not likely, and they both play three o'clock. So the Lions like can't like see how it's going halfway through the game and. Uh, I think that the NFL oh, strategically yeah. did it that way. Um, that's what they like to do with these games at the end. They they try to mix the ro- the times up to make it as competitive as possible. Um, so assuming that doesn't happen, they're locked into the three seed. So the, the, then the question is, who do they play? Uh, if the Rams win, they will. The Lions will be playing the Rams. Matt Stafford coming back to Ford Field for the first home game in Ford Field uh, in its history, actually. Um, then. If the Rams lose and the Packers lose, it's the Rams. If the Packers win and the Rams lose, then it will be the Packers uh, the Lions will be playing. But if the Packers lose, the Rams lose, then uh, it gets really interesting with Seattle uh, and the Saints uh, as a possibility for the Lions to play. Yeah. Or it could be the Packers. Uh, there's some like weird strength of victory tiebreakers. So I know. It's too bad the because uh, the Rams... Could very well have beaten the uh, 49ers this week because they're sitting like everybody, but the Rams are also sitting Stafford, so I don't know. Mm. So who yeah. knows? When Carson Wentz is starting for you, your odds go down. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're not just like sitting Stafford is sitting cup, Puka, they're all their start, Aaron Donald, etc. So they're Yeah. So there'll be an ugly people. ugly game there. Maybe they're trying to avoid the Lions. Maybe they want to rather play the the Cowboys. Maybe that's I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> yeah. um, I kinda the Rams Cowboys would be an interesting matchup. Well they played already and the Rams got smoked. So I'm surprised yeah. they wanted to get. I'd rather see the Rams Lions because that was the, old the whole storyline with Stafford and Goff and and uh, McVay and it's everything. A, it's a hell of a storyline. I know Rudd Dog wants the Packers because he thinks we could really win the division if we beat the Packers again. But I think the division not already really win the division. Like, like I don't Just know. Just it'd that be means. nice to not end on them beating us at Thanksgiving like that and get it to go through the Packers. Well, we beat them. Anyway. So. I'm not focused on anything. Um, I guess you. I didn't say KJ what you just says, said. So, KJ says anyway. is playing. So, at least one of those. I'm good with either scenario because I don't care. We're going to beat either team that comes in front of us. Okay, I was going by your text. But, all right, a misreading of my text, but that's fine. To me, it. I don't think it matters too much. I think Stafford playing would be more exciting, like against us, but. Uh, as long as we win our first home playoff game in however many years, I, that's all that really matters in the end. Yeah. That is goal two after taking the division. And then, you know, and then we'll want the next one that much more once we actually win it. So, then yeah. <laughs> the NFC Championship game against the Niners, probably in San Francisco, and then uh, Super Bowl against the Ravens. I think we yep. have the pathway, we know exactly what it takes. Yep. And we already know how to beat the Ravens. We just didn't do it last time. <laughs> we know how to get do exactly up the opposite of what yeah. you did last time. <laughs> so, Bob, you want to play the Rams? That's your choice. Yeah, I'd like to see the Rams because I think that well, Stafford coming back would be amazing, and I think Goff uh, revenge against McVeigh, and I think it'd be it's all a lot of good storylines there. Absolutely, I mean, from the NFL would be thrilled to have that. That's for sure. Connor Rams. Uh, yeah, Rams, but I I'm not really passionate about it. But yeah, the Rams. Rudd Dog Packers. I mean, I'm pretty much indifferent. I think both storylines are pretty good. No, you um, pick one. This is the this is the, this oh, is the okay. segment. I'd probably pick the the Rams then too. Oh, all right. You're, you're <laughs> totally contradicting your own. <laughs> I just said a reason why I would like to see the Packers in the text because it I thought would be you a said like to... the Packers won the division or something and we had to go and win it. I don't know why you guys are running with some crazy idea. You guys totally took some some weaning off my text and ran with it in the wrong direction. All I said was it was a good matchup. Like I like it because it narratively we get to stamp the division that much harder as ours going through the Packers in the playoffs. Well, regardless of opponent, I think the Packers are the weaker opponent, so yeah. I'd prefer to play them. Um, but the, Here, the Rams will be fun. So I'm going to quote Rudd Dog from the text because he said it would be nice if the Packers, <laughs> yeah. after the Thanksgiving Day game, a chance to really make the emphasis that the division is ours. Even though it's already ours, I don't, I don't quite get that logic. That's but, why an emphasis but, is on the end of a sentence. But, you know, the, We already claimed the division, but it would be an extra stamp on it. But in a reversal... You're all about the Rams. You're overreading into this, Bob. I like both. All right. All right. I'm cutting it off. I'm cutting it off here. (laughs) I'm cutting off. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, So the Lions are playing at noon this Sunday, uh, January 7th, the last regular season game. 
Some people thought maybe this would be for the division in the last game of the year. Nope. Lions locked it up beautifully. They're all ready to go. Um, but the Vikings are still playing for their playoff lives. There's still a, a very, 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 very small chance they can make the playoffs as a seven seed. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to give it all they got. Nick Bones is back at quarterback. Unfortunately, the Lions did not get to see the Jaron Hall experience. It was a lot of fun for a half uh, if you're the opponent <laughs> <laughs> to watch him play because he was horrendous. I don't know if anybody watched that Sunday night game uh, or the New Year's Eve game. Uh, watched part it, of it. I it was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, so anyways, but they got Justin Jefferson back again. Uh, so we'll, I'm sure we'll see a lot of Hail Marys to him like we saw last game again. Uh, but it should be fun. should be fun. I, I think the Lions are three-point favorites right now, three or four-point favorites, depending on where the Lions move uh, as of today. But either way, uh, well, I, I, I want to see this team go out with a win, carry that you know off the Cowboys game, come back strong. Uh, but the Lions are playing everybody, so uh, be ready. they'll be ready to go. I like that, too. Uh, some of these teams are resting people. I know Rudd Dog, you're a big fan. Uh, UJ, I'm sure, is a big fan. He doesn't like sitting anybody because like, he brings up the Payne Manning Colts thing a million times. Caldwell, <laughs> uh, resting players. <laughs> well, mean, that was different, though. I That's wouldn't mind if they didn't. 16-0. and 0. That's yeah. not just resting at the end of the season when everything's locked up uh, and you have no nothing to play for, really. I mean, I, I I like the idea of carrying momentum, but it's not like I if we had the division, like, you know, one seed locked up, I'd be fine resting. Well, um, anyways, uh, l- let's get into our prediction segments for this week. That, of course, is our roar of the week, and then our predictions for the game and our predicted outcomes for those games. So let's go around for our roar of the week. And let's start with Rudd Dog. Okay, for my roar of the week, I'm going to go with, you know, the same person I did last week. I think Jared Goff's going to have a really big bounce back game. And I think he's going to put this game away early and let Teddy Bridgewater get some nice snaps. Uh, I think he's going to dish it around to the guys, you know, just do what he does. And I don't think the Vikings are going to be as effective against us as Dallas was. And I think he's just going to tear him up. So, Jared Goff, baby, like four tutties through the air. He's my roar of the week. All right. There we go. Beautiful. All right, Jared Goff. Let's go over to Connor. You know, uh, watching the Rose Bowl, uh, it was great seeing University of Michigan. D-line just crush it all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, they really made it a problem for Alabama, and uh, this is an inspiration for my pick. My roar of the week. My roar of the week is Aiden Hutchinson, uh, who is a Pro Bowler and uh, a Michigan man, and I think he's going to wreak havoc and have a great game and have two sacks. I think he's going to help us have some faith that this D line can do something in the playoffs. So, Hutch, my roar of the week. Let's go. All right, Bob. All right. I almost went Hutch there too, but I'm going to switch it up just to, to be more interesting. But it is nice to see Michigan uh, going to the championship. I'll just add that. But uh, So my roar of the week this week, I think the Lions are going to do well against the Vikings. Uh, I don't know if we'll be playing everybody, but uh, I'm going to go with the Amon Ra St. Brown. He was denied the uh, Pro Bowl, tragically. At least the starter. I don't know if you give out an alternate, but uh, 
I think uh, Amon Ra is going to have a big game against that Viking defense. And uh, what's Daniil Hunter will try to tackle him and will be unable to because Amon Ra is better. So Amon Ra, at least 100 yards and a touchdown, oh. is my roar of the week. All right. Beautiful. Nice. Uh, producer KJ. My roar of the week is going to be uh, Sam Laporta. Sam I think he's going to celebrate his um uh, his Pro Bowl, his Pro Bowl um uh, a nod with a with a like ninety yards receiving and a touchdown pass. So I, that's my roar of the week. Yeah. Well, we can uh we can see uh we can say uh what uh um UJ. He called in, uh, he texted in his roar of the week is Jack Campbell. He'll lead the team with tackles with one sack and his first pick of his career. Jack Campbell is UJ's roar of the week. All right, excellent. So my roar of the week is going to be a little, I don't think we give this guy enough credit for all the little things he does in this team. Also, maybe a Pro Bowl snub, too, that we forgot to mention. Khalif Raymond. I don't think it's enough love for his role in this Ooh, game. Nice. This a little gadget player. Um, I think it's going to get a little more usage this week, just uh, maybe with the possibility of resting maybe the likes of Amra Ra in the second half. Maybe we have a big lead and we take him out. But either way, um, at least for, at the very least, I just wanted to recognize him because uh, he's an excellent punt returner. Knock on wood. Very sure-handed. Um, and just once or twice a game, this gets that little 11, 12 yards that we need every once in a while. Um, and I wanted to recognize that. So, Khalif Raymond is my roar of the week. Beautiful. Good one. Nice. All right. So, now let's roll this on over to our ever famous predictions. That's right. The Lions, three point favorites at home this week. The kickoff is at 1 Eastern. Nude Central against the Vikings, Lions, NFC North champions already. Um, maybe they'll be singing the fight song throughout the all four quarters, getting ready for playoffs. Uh, or they'll also be singing the fight song because we'll be scoring uh, according to Red Dog's prediction, which I'm sure is like 70 to 3 or 70 to 7 or something. Don't go spoiling my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Let's throw it over to you, Ren Road Dog. What do you got? Well, I don't like 73 now that you said it, so I'm going to go with 74. Uh, I believe the Lions are going to blow out this Vikings team. I think it's going to be carnage. I think they're really heated after that last game. and and But I don't think it's going to come out in like a, a raucous, like, ah, let's get revenge. I just think it's going to be a cool professionalism where they just really double down on their grit and attention to detail and just outclass this Vikings team. And, uh, and it's just going to be a bloodbath. So I'm going with 74 to zero. I think Hutch is going to have three touchdowns and one for Iffy and CD Deuce as well, if he plays. Ah. So have three touchdowns? 74 to nothing. Wow. Lions. Uh, that's my prediction. All right. Well, that would certainly be a beautiful thing if it happened. Connor. Uh, you know what? I think the Lions are going to come out firing early. Just to shake off the the rust from the Cowboys game. And then I think the second half is going to be pretty dull. Um, I don't think... I mean, the, the Vikings are still alive, but I, I don't think this is a game of huge consequence. Uh, I think it's going to... They're going to go up 21 nothing at half and uh, kind of cruise. 
second half. It's going to be a 28 to 10 final uh, with two touchdown passes from Goff. Never in question. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. 28 to 10. All right, let's go over to Bob. All right. Yes. Another uh, divisional matchup. Uh, I like the Lions' chances in this one. Now, the, the uh, Vikings have a very small chance to make the playoffs, I could say, but I don't think that'll be too much of a factor. What they're going to be most pumped about is their long snapper, Anjo de Paola. He made the Pro Bowl. So he's going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to be snapping long snaps all over the field, just showing off his wares, but uh, mostly to the punter because he's going to be, they're going to be punting a lot, the Vikings, because they're going to really get a beat down from the Lions defense. So I, I like the Lions in this one. Uh, put on a show at home and uh, 31 to 9 Lions. Ooh. Uh, a very business like day at the I office like for the Lions. <laughs> Roll into the playoffs and leave the uh, home crowd with the victory. Mm. Beautiful. That's my prediction. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. 31 to 9 from Bob. How about producer KJ? My prediction is that the Lions are um are gonna cruise here. Um, I think they're gonna win uh 27 to 13. Mm. Mm. Both the momentum going into the playoffs and uh whoever they play. I like that. KJ, just curious. We may have already talked about this in the past, but do you want the Lions in the playoffs, or do you want <laughs> the Cowboys? Lions or Cowboys? I for the for, for the Rams. I think I'd want the Lions. I think I think I'd want the. Lions. Oh, you were just sounding so smart a second ago, kid, Jay. Yeah. yeah, maybe he wants to lose early. Oh yeah, that's fair. Maybe that's... I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think this. I think this Lions team could be head in the right situation, possibly. Um, and I think the Lions, uh, the Rams can definitely score on the on the on the on the Lions, so they can definitely they can totally keep. Well, if the Lions the end up playing the Rams, I think we'll have uh, you know producer KJ maybe step into the den, and then produce Ooh, his own yeah. segment, and then produce his own segment, and then we'll have to review yeah. this segment to make sure he leaves it all in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, all right, but uh, so we got. UJ's prediction, Lions eke out a win 28-24, to while most of the starters sit out the second half. Teddy Bridgewater throws a tutty. Uh, I like that too, actually. I, I, I am going to go, I was thinking 27-20 to Lions win this one, um, where the Lions will be sitting out most of the, at least the fourth quarter, or maybe halfway through the third quarter. Um, I do like Teddy Bridgewater getting in there too. Just God forbid something happens to Goff, and we need, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater to come in. I'd like him to get some reps, game reps before, because uh, you just never know with the playoffs. Like look at Forty ers last year. So, uh, I have twenty-seven to twenty, and but yet again for the eighth or the seventeenth time this season, we've all predicted a Lions victory. Let's Whoa. go! Whoa. Oh yeah. If you recall, UJ predicted a preseason Lions loss, so it's we have not done it every week. I just want to say, yeah, uh, how do, how yeah. shameful! Why do you have to just throw my father's shame in my face? See? <laughs> <laughs> you well, he sees it as a positive, but we've had our arguments in the preseason about that one. <laughs> but not to bring up that again. But um, anyways, so this is going to be a fun Sunday. Just just sit back, relax, just enjoy that we have the NFC North locked up. Already, we have a home playoff game ahead of us. It works out in our favor to get the two seed. Phenomenal, obviously, especially to get that 
you know, it would be really fun to see the Cowboys come to Detroit, especially after that that call. Like the, oh, the fans beautiful. would just be barking up a, a storm at the Cowboys. Ooh, that would be, be a lot of fun to see. Uh, maybe it's, so. There's a still only if they lose and the Eagles lose. That's the only way they come to Detroit. Lions win. Dallas and Philly lose. Okay. Um, Good but they're. I mean, they are playing two teams that have nothing to play for other than to spoil play spoiler. So. That's a factor. I mean, the Commanders are arguably the worst team in the NFL. That includes the Panthers, like, lately at least. This is a hazardous time of year for the good teams. You're just facing all these freaking angry people <laughs> who have nothing else to lose. <laughs> yeah. I take that yeah. back about Washington, though. They do have some to lose draft position, so they might be trying to lose because <laughs> they are in the two spot right now. If they were to win, they'd fall, like, all the way to six or something. So Yeah, but I don't think and the they players need a care about that. Coaches might care about that. I don't think. The well, the, actually, the Washington's coach is on his way out, so he definitely doesn't care. Um, yeah. So he'll probably go uh, for the win, like uh, Lovey yeah, Smith did. Screw uh, over Texans. <laughs> talk about talk about a uh, a moment in time that completely changed the trajectory of the Bears uh, with Lovey Smith beating the Colts <laughs> to get the number one draft pick for the Bears that year. Yeah, um, that was something pretty wild. And it was on a crazy play, it was like a fourth and twenty. Forever, they threw a touchdown pass to win. But anyways, um, anyway, so we'll a lot of fun, kind of craziness. We will be we'll be reacting to the week eighteen game, but most importantly, we'll be getting ready for the playoffs next week. Oh boy, Ooh, baby, a lot of yeah. fun times ahead. Pod. Yeah, yeah, this is the fourth year we we're doing this. Uh, we started yeah. the, when smokes. the Matt Patricia era started Matt, uh, Matt Patricia did not get us the playoff <laughs> no, he, no didn't. he didn't no he didn't I don't think even we even had a chance in the last week of season in any of the three years no I think we were out of close. it before the Definitely last week no three years ago bad. um so let's not think of such dour things <laughs> <laughs> anyways so thank you everybody for joining um Spotify uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Greatly appreciate that. Instagram at Drinking a Blue Kool Aid, Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there. If you want to share your thoughts or your predictions for the upcoming Week 18 game, who do you want to see in the playoffs? We'd love to hear from you. Um, YouTube at DTBK. We'll have a live stream probably at the end of the season here. Um, and then, and so just subscribe so you get alerted when that goes live. And thank you to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. For crushing it every week, despite being a Rams fan. Yeah, are we going to sing the Kid J thing if he goes into the Lions then and predicts a Rams win? They can protest. Yeah, we'll give him a ton of shit. Of course we will. because he's No, but we shouldn't do the Kid J thing. In silence. Oh, for that, for that one, we got KJ, KJ, KJ. Go opposite. Yeah, we go down. <laughs> I like it. Well, we we shall see. It's not set in stone yet, so maybe they're not playing them. But it's it's like a seventy five percent chance or something like that. Um, and thank you to sidelinereport.com for supporting the podcast, but. Lastly, we just want to thank our listeners for sticking with us the whole season. Thank and you. especially if you get to this point of the episode, every episode, where it just goes a little more off the rails than maybe at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Um, 
So we greatly appreciate all of you. And we just can't wait to take this ride all the way to Super Bowl with you uh, this next month and a half. Let's do it, baby. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go! 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 A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.